Hey everybody, welcome to the 20th edition of the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast presented by thesportster.com. This week it's all about Raw and SmackDown. The Rock has retired, Harley Race has passed away, and SummerSlam is two weeks away. How is WWE doing to build that show? What about AEW and their debut on TNT? It looks like they're stacking that show. We've got a whole bunch of things to go through on the 20th episode of the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast presented by thesportster.com. Welcome to the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast, presented by thesportster.com. Brandon is on the other line. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Jim. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Just trying to find the time in the summer vacation. I just got back from the lake. For folks that have been watching my videos on thesportster.com, uh, I've been on holidays. I've been at the lake and uh, trying to do my videos from there. So it's a matter of finding time to uh, sit down and take 45 minutes to an hour to do the podcast. Um, you started the new job, though, didn't you? Yeah, I've been super busy with that, but uh, it's been going great so far. Cool, cool, cool. Well, let's figure out a way to keep finding time to do this. There's enough to go over in the world of wrestling, uh, both WWE and AEW, that we have a, a show chock full of information and news and rumors and stuff to go over. Uh, let's remind people first where they can find us. The Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast, Anchor.fm is where we host the show, uh, com, WrestlingWriteHouse.com, um, and then we got a host of uh, podcast platforms that we're on as well, right? Yeah, pretty much everywhere you can find us. So if we're not on your platform, let us know, but we should be there. Cool. Well, where do we want to start? Um, I didn't start find... with Harley Race, I guess. Yeah, you know what? Uh, moment of silence and respect for Harley Race. Yeah, he's, uh, he's legitimately uh, one of the all-time greats. And it's not just like a, a wrestling fan perspective, but if you ask anybody in the industry, everybody knows Harley Race and just like what he, he's done for the industry, right? So definitely a, a big loss for the wrestling world. Yeah, it's uh, I remember Race uh, back, oh, probably the late 80s, early 90s when he's part of WWE, WWF at the time, and he was the king Harley Race. But yeah. That may not have been his uh, glowing moments in professional wrestling. He goes way farther back. I mean, he's the guy that was the, as far as I know, slammed Andre the Giant before Hulk Hogan slammed Andre the Giant at WrestleMania <laughs> 3. He yeah. was the same guy that chased Hulk Hogan around an arena one time. I guess he was really mad at him. I don't know. There's a story. His stories are legendary. Like, the guy was legit crazy tough, and you didn't want to mess with him. And there are so many guys that looked up to him. You know, he was their mentor. They're in the wrestling business because of him. Um, his matches with Flair and his time with Vader and WC, those just legendary moments in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, he did it for over 30 years. And, and that was, I mean, he retired in like the early 90s, didn't he? So that's how long he was in the industry. 30 years and the 90s are when he was done. Yeah, so. I, I mean, he was around the scene a lot too, right? Like he would show sure. up at the odd event. He would be in the crowd. He would, you know, that sort of thing. So he's never really all that gone from it, but he hasn't. He hadn't been well for a while. There was, yeah. I think it was lung cancer, and he was in the hospital a few weeks ago, and it sounded like he was back home, but then just he lost the battle to that. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be missed for sure, uh, like a lot of wrestlers before him. But Harley Race may be, you know, one of the most legendary guys. And new wrestling fans may not know him as well as they should. So, 
um, it's definitely worth checking out his stuff and just seeing what he contributed to the business because it was amazing stuff. Where where should we go from? I mean, we paying respect to, to race. There's a bunch of other stuff uh, that we should cover. I suppose one of the big things that came out this morning, and it's it was never really made official. Like there was no big announcement about it. But The Rock was on. Um, I don't even know what the show's called anymore. It used to be Regis and Kelly, and it was Regis and Kathy. And now it's Seacrest and whomever that he officially <laughs> retired from wrestling. Like I just all sort of out of nowhere. He just said he was promoting his Hobbs and Shaw movie, which came out today, and. Um, you know, just said, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm not wrestling anymore. He's like, I quietly officially retired from wrestling. So he's not coming back anymore. He might show up at the odd event, you know, just did a hosting role or an appearance here or there at one of the reunion shows, but he's not going to wrestle ever again. What do you think about that? Yeah, that was, I mean, to be fair, retiring and wrestling means almost nothing, right? Like technically. Yeah. Uh, we, we already knew that we were going to be seeing rock. Uh, he technically had a title rematch because he lost it due to, um, injury right but uh with i guess the new regime that went out of the, way, out of the wayside anyway so it doesn't matter so you can just easily tie the knot off and like you know get rid of that storyline but he always had an in if he wanted it um as far as like well i want another title match or something if they needed to use him in a big situation so it's kind of interesting that he's officially closed the door on it but again he's also done that before in the past where he's like yeah like i'm dwayne johnson now Right, like he was originally The Rock, then he was Dwayne The Rock Johnson, then he was just Dwayne Johnson, then he was like Dwayne The Rock Johnson again. Now everyone just calls him The Rock again. Like, uh, he's one of the biggest, legitimately probably like the biggest star on the planet, right? So, it, it makes sense for him to focus on uh, acting is a lot easier than wrestling because wrestling is is all the hard parts of sports and all the hard parts of acting, and you're doing it live and you're doing it every single day. So for him to do what he's doing with rest, uh, with acting, sorry, post wrestling. It makes a lot more sense for him physically and probably mentally too. I'd imagine it's less draining mentally to do this. And, and that's not me saying that acting is easy. I'm just saying that's how hard wrestling is. And I mean, if you had a choice to make a lot more money just doing the acting part than the physical part, I'm sure you know 99% of people would do it. So it's uh, it's good for him to, I guess, hang them up finally. But I don't think we really expected to see him anyway. Yeah, I, w- I would say that you're right on the physically demanding part. Mentally, I don't know about that. This is a guy who is so busy. You know, it's not just about how many movies he's doing. And he's always doing a movie. I mean, he's yeah. going to have three or four movies coming out here by the end of the year. Uh, but he's got his own production company, Seven Bucks Productions. He's behind TV shows. He's, you know, he is so busy that there's no possible way he could even commit to an appearance at a SummerSlam or, or a WrestleMania. It, the guy never knows where he's going to be. He's traveling like crazy. He's always working. I mean, there's nobody. He's the biggest movie star and probably biggest celebrity on the planet for a reason. This guy yeah. works harder than anyone else. You know, it's it's not even close how much he's busy and how much he keeps himself occupied. So it doesn't. It totally makes sense that he's got no possible way to commit to anything. Mm-hmm. So why would you say, "Hey, uh, I'm, I'll be back" when you don't know that you can't? I mean, look at John Cena. The guy is not filming nearly as much as The Rock is, and he can't even be around other than the odd reunion show. So, yeah, it it makes total sense to me. And the amount that he works in as hard as he works, that may be as demanding, if not more demanding, mentally than wrestling. But physically, for sure. You know, Roman Reigns said it in our interview that there's the movie tricks and secrets and you don't actually have to do half the stuff that that looks like you're doing on film. So, yes, it's a whole lot easier in terms of physically demanding work. But that guy's everywhere. So it doesn't shock me at all. Um it was a little disappointing, though, that now we officially know that 
he's not going to be in the ring ever again. Um, at least, like you said, his announcement. Yeah, maybe, there's a maybe there's a reason at some point that he does it, but it doesn't sound like he's going to. Yeah, uh, the mentally part and more for like actually being pure acting. But yeah, I mean, you're right. This guy is he's got a hand in everything. Like, you know, sometimes like actors will say, oh, well, I'm. I'm going to act in, uh, in movies for all these years. Then like, maybe I'll go to TV after, or maybe I'll start my production company. Like some figure, like, I don't know, Ashton Kutcher kind of did like TV into movies exclusively, then back to TV. Um, some people go from TV into movies, never go back to TV. Some people like Adam Sandler, for example, will have their own production company and then like just do their own thing. The Rock is doing everything all at once yeah. because that's just who he is. And he's also got such a huge social media presence. Like the guy is just, like you said, He's the biggest star on the planet for a reason. I, I there's always like the jokes like, well, Rock has, was the highest earning actor in whatever year. Great, but he also acted in 50 movies. Yeah, you try acting in 50 movies in a single year, you know, like obviously yeah. it's not the number's not 50, but you know what I mean. There's a reason why actors take on like one or two roles every few years. It's hard. It's very taxing, and that's what I meant. Myself. Like mentally, and the same thing applies for wrestlers and for actors. But for for actors specifically, and this is a great topic on a wrestling podcast it's a good little tangent but we didn't really have anywhere to go so i guess it's a it's a good little uh side note but for actors you have to get into a state of mind that's so different from what your actual state of mind is and and the same thing for wrestling right like a lot of these people are just they're pure characters some people are polar opposites to their actual character like look at alexa bliss she's a very nice like humble like almost shy person and then, like, oh, when you give her the microphone and she's Alexa Bliss, it's insane, the the transition from her character. Adam Cole, too, is, like, a really, like, nice, like, easygoing guy. You give him the microphone and say he's Adam Cole, like, the wrestler now, and immediately he's, uh, he's like, a cocky, I'm better than you character, right? For actors, it's kind of the same thing, um, where there's, like, certain people who like to play polar opposite roles, they do whatever, but some of them, same as wrestling... They're kind of themselves just turned up to 11, like The Miz, for example, is just himself up to 11. Some actors are typecasted into roles because of that. The Rock is one of the actors that just has a ton of range, too. So he's uh, yeah. he's done it all. Yeah, and this isn't even talking about his partnerships with people like Under Armour and stuff like that, where he's got yeah, his own product so line and his bags and his headphones and, I mean, all that stuff. Right? The like, Rock just... doesn't need us to pump his tires or put him over, but, I mean, it's, a, it's almost impossible not to when you realize how much he does. He was probably so busy he didn't have a chance to make an official announcement. That's probably yeah, no how busy. Kidding. That's probably why what never came. He couldn't actually commit to showing up so WWE could do a retirement for him. You know, like they did with Flair, they did with these other yeah. guys. There was probably no time in his schedule to even say, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to show up so you guys can to get send me goodbye." Like he probably didn't have time for that. Like that's that's yeah. how busy this guy probably is. It's like six years later, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I was injured and I just I retired." So. <laughs> the the Oops. opposite the opposite of the rock though is like the undertaker did you see this today he's or it was like yesterday or the day before he signed a lifetime contract with wwe so he's i don't know what that means exactly or how often he's going to wrestle but he surely isn't going anywhere now it sounds like he's he's gonna stay with wwe forever so like what's a lifetime contract for a guy like that to 15 years like what's he doing committing once for the next However many years, he can barely wrestle as it is, although he did show in that last match he still has something left in the tank. But, yeah, he signed a lifetime contract, apparently, with WWE. Yeah, so, so the, we had that like uh, that brief period of time where we're like, well, is Undertaker actually finally done with WWE? And then, I mean, it turns out he's not. I don't really think him signing a lifetime contract matters so much for in-ring stuff as it does for just being a, an exclusive product to WWE. Uh, if Undertaker comes out until he's 100... Well, 
That actually, I'm not sure that I agree with that. If Undertaker comes out in I don't know ten years and his hair's short again, right? Like I, I hated seeing Undertaker like bald or with like the mohawk, like the really thin mohawk, and like I hated it. If he wants to go like short hair like American Badass Undertaker, that's fine. But I also don't think he has enough hair to do that. So like, there's really no other option for him. He's gonna um, have to switch to the badass character at some point if he's gonna actually stick around for the next like six or seven years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe it's not a lifetime contract, but it's probably so long that he just can't go anywhere else and do anything else. So while he's physically able to get in the ring or show up, they just don't want him going to a place like AEW or showing up at a Starcast or whatever, right? But there's no way that you can continue with the Undertaker character while he's so old that he can barely walk down to the ring. So they're going to have to do the badass thing, like the you know the Sons of Anarchy type thing. There's sure. If you're in a motorcycle gang, there's no age limit on that, right? Like you can be super old and be a biker and still be cool, yeah. right? So they're going to have to go to that at some point. The bandana would help, right? Like having a bandana on his head, like you'd never even worry about it if it's like a full coverage thing. Kind of like uh, when you see Shawn Michaels, he has a cap on. Or, like, a, a cowboy hat. It's still kind of okay. But, like, when he has no hat on, you see that he's bald. You're like, oh, yeah. what happened, man? Yeah, for sure. And and he can get away with a lot of stuff as that character, too, right? He can wear the leathers. He can wear the patch. He could maybe have his own faction at that point. You know, like Aces and Eights kind of did in Impact Wrestling. Um, back in the day when, what was it called? When they had, like, Brian Lee and the, the, the twins. Oh, shoot. What was their name? They had a, a faction back then when he was a biker. Um, anyway, yeah, like something like that he could get away with, but I, I guess it just depends on what WWE is planning on doing. If this is a contract just to say you can't go anywhere, even if we don't use you, um, great. But if we're actually going to have them show up, they're going to need to find something to do with them because there is only so long that they can have this Undertaker character come out and look worse and worse every year. Uh, but it is the opposite of The Rock. Rock quietly uh, retired from wrestling. Meanwhile, The Undertaker quietly committed to WWE for basically ever. Yeah. Oh boy, what else we got? We, I, I want to get into the, uh, the Raw and SmackDown right away here, but we should probably touch on a couple other things too. A and w, AEW has basically announced that uh, they've got their TNT show coming up, and they've basically stacked packed or stacked this show uh, with appearances and matches. So so far, they've got Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes. They've got an appearance by John Moxley. Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Jericho and two mystery opponents and the first ever women's title holder will be crowned at that show. Um, I don't know how much you keep it up with the news on that one. I guess the big takeaway for me is who the heck is Jericho bringing in? Yeah, that's what's uh, the biggest thing for me as well. I mean, it's all pretty big. Just the fact that and we talked about it last week, getting that show, like it seems so real now. But uh, well, you, you don't think about it. It's only a couple months away. Like it's August 2nd as we record this. It's that means so soon. Two months, right? Two months to today. They're going to be yeah. on the air. Less than 10 episodes away. Yep. It's pretty right, crazy. So that, that's a good way to put it into uh, into context, right? Um, yeah, I mean, Chris Jericho, I'd love to know who it's going to be. I, I don't know that it's going to be anyone that's not already like signed to AEW. Maybe it if, is. Who knows? If it's but. the Lucha Bros, I'm going to be totally disappointed. But Yeah, me too. I, I could see that happening. I mean, the, the favorites for me probably at this point might be LAX. We talked about them, uh, you know, in detail about their their contracts and they get impact and where they're going to go. Maybe WWE, maybe AEW. The reason I think he's going to bring somebody in is because he said on social media, and maybe he is just dropping whatever's to get people interested. But he said, you know, you guys will be super surprised as who I'm bringing in. Mm-hmm. So that could be anything from you know guys that are going to stick around to former you know partners of his, whether it's Justin Incredible and Storm and ECW, could be whomever, right? Like it just. 
everybody wants to be like, oh, it might be the revival. Well, it's not the revival because their contracts don't end until April of 2020. So there's no way they're showing up, even though they're hinting again that they might be leaving WWE. Um, so I don't know who it's going to be. I'm hoping it's not somebody on the current roster because that would be a super letdown. But um, if I had to guess at this point, maybe LAX, but I really don't know. Oh, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my thought. But I don't know what the connection is, right? Like Jericho's yeah, character so far in AEW is that he has absolutely no friends. Yeah. Right? So he's kind of a loner. So I don't know who his buddies would be that he could bring in and everybody would be like, yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh, it's so obvious. He's bringing Kevin Owens as his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> they just made the list. No, but he, that's what AEW is to me so far. Like, if I have one criticism of the the program, it's that it's a very buddy buddy company at this point. Like Cody yeah. Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, they're all good friends, and they're the central characters in everything, right? Yeah. So it really revolves around them. It's almost like that feeling that the Click used to run WWE. And this is this group running this show, so they're a central part of everything. Well, Chris Jericho's taking the other direction and going, well, I'm, I'm the loner. I'm not in your group. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm the cast off or what have you. So who is his buddies? Right. So I'm not really sure where the connection will be, but it'll be interesting. And it'll keep people excited about, you know, what's to come tickets go on sale for that right away. I think today they went on sale, right? I'm sure it's probably sold out already. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, if it's on sale today, then it was sold out yesterday. So yeah. that's just AW at this point. It's the reality of the world. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess the other thing that we should probably touch on here. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Matt Riddle, might have spoiled the surprise for SummerSlam. There was a rumor already, because it's official on WWE.com, that Dolph Ziggler will be facing the Miz at SummerSlam. Yeah, but so most people think was immediately gone. Like, you you were right about that. <laughs> yeah, and, but most people have learned or think that it's not going to be Goldberg or uh, the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler, but it will be Goldberg coming back to face Dolph Ziggler probably in a squash match. Well, I think Matt Riddle just ruined that for everybody, because on social media last night, he tweeted that everybody wanted to be a triple threat match, meaning add me to the Goldberg... Dolph Ziggler match and whether he photoshopped this or not I don't know but he he put a picture of Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler with the SummerSlam logo on his Twitter feed and it looks pretty legit so I'm not sure if he just spoiled that before WWE could change it officially or how they're planning on going about it but now it looks like it's not going to be the Miz versus Ziggler it's going to be Goldberg versus Ziggler which I'm sure you'll love because that means Ziggler's going to get totally screwed yeah, that's um, great. That's so awesome. I'm so glad that Dolph Ziggler is putting this match for no reason whatsoever. Especially yeah. if you add Matt Riddle to make it so it's just like a, a who could beat him up more. Contest. There's no way Riddle's going in that match. It's not happening. But, no, but, no. Especially but it will be. It will be a 30 match. second squash so that, that Goldberg can get back what he lost at Super Showdown. That's the whole point of it, right? Yeah. Goldberg probably left that going. This is not how this needs to end. WWE's like new. Probably not a good idea to end it this way. Let's find somebody who will put him over. Oh, hey, hi, Dolph. You know, like, that's probably what's going on, right? They just want to bring him back for 30 seconds to squash the crap out of him, make Goldberg walk away a hero, and there you go. Right, so whether or not that actually happens, but it sure looks like it's heading in that direction, and Riddle wants to be a part of it because he's got to be for Goldberg, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't uh, really know what middle, what Matt Riddle's up to. With, uh, whoever knows what that guy's up to. <laughs> he's the biggest poop disturber on social media, probably. Yeah. But, he like, for no reason. Like, it doesn't seem like his character at all. He doesn't so give two crafts. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, whatever, man. Like, That's I don't what care. he was like in UFC, too, like, with uh, with Dana White and stuff. So it's not like it's a new uh, development, either. Yeah. Uh, where else can we go? Uh, how about uh, Cody Rose? Did you see the promo for the TNT show? I mean, we talked a little bit about it, AEW in the show. Maybe we're switching back to here because I forgot to talk about it. But did you see the Blood and Guts comment from Vince McMahon? No, I didn't. Anyway, so they did an investor's call 
uh, about the second quarter earnings for WWE. And right. during that call, they asked about the competition coming up in October. Nobody mentioned AEW by name, but you knew that's who they were talking about. Sure. And Vince McMahon said, yeah, well, competition is great for everybody, but we're not going to worry about them. We're going to be a little edgier, but we're going to stay PG. We're not going to be that blood and guts company that TNT probably won't allow to continue to do that sort of thing. What he meant by that is that that Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes match and then the unprotected chair shot and then and the amount of gore that they've used in their previews and show so far. Bella, even though yeah, it's right? unsanctioned and after the show, even though it's still on the show. Like. Yes. Well, that's what McMahon meant by that. But what he what he got in return was Cody Rhodes using that to fuel his promo for the TNT debut. And they did a video, The Road to TNT or something like that. And it's basically Cody Rhodes sitting there talking about how they absolutely are blood and guts, but his take on blood and guts was just like sweat and tears, right? It takes blood blood and guts to get to where we've gotten to, and we will absolutely be a company who spills its blood and guts out there for our fans, for whatever. So it totally backfired on McMahon, right? Like he just, he said it to be a kind of a a jerk, and then Cody Rhodes like, thank you, and just used it and said, here we go, and now I've got my promo for TNT. So it's quite interesting to see how these two, even though they're not going to be direct competition with each other, they're not on the same night. It's already started. You know what I mean? Like it's just these guys going back and forth, and it's going to get—I don't want to say worse before it gets better because it's fun to watch. Yeah. But it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Lots well, your—I uh, mean, it's, it's what it's going to be, right? AEW is so uh, opportunistic. So if WWE doesn't talk about them, awesome. You don't want to talk about us? That's fine. We're going to still make our references and still like capitalize on you being afraid to talk about us. Oh, you are going to talk about us? Great. We're going to use that as well. Well, I wasn't loving the idea that AEW would focus so much on WWE, but I have no issue punching back. You know what I mean? Like, if Vince McMahon's going to take a shot, then shoot it right back. You know what I mean? It's not like a super harmful shot. It's just a comment made probably in response. I haven't heard it, but the the fact that it was said, uh, then, yeah, I mean, if the word comes back to anyone in AEW, there's no reason not to say, well, we're not going to just take that on the cheek and go, like, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I have no problem with that. But when you focus your own show and you say, oh, we're going to worry about us, we're going to do our thing. But then you've got, you know, the references to WWE or the Triple H, the throne with the sledgehammer. And you've got all those things. And you're bringing in guys just like like Bret Hart to reveal the titles, just to stick it to them. I wasn't a huge fan of that. But when when the door is opened and the the war of words starts, if you're not the first one, then by all means, fire back, right? And it was a really good opportunity for AEW to go. You know, like, yeah, you you gave this to me. This is perfect words and description for us. Absolutely, let's run with it, right? So it makes total sense to me. Um, should we I go mean, to... how long until we start seeing AEW in WWE, like ECW, the blood and guts company and everything? Like, I mean, <laughs> that's where we're heading with this. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes to show you, WWE is thinking about it. Like, the fact yeah. that they're going to be an edgier product. They're going to stay PG, but you can already see it. Like, on Raw and SmackDown this week, there were probably... Oh, four or five questionable words that you wouldn't have heard them say a month ago. You know, whether it was ass or hell or vagina or bitch or whatever. They said all these words on TV in one week, and you would never have heard that a month ago. Right. So they're already pushing the envelope from what they would have been. And a lot of that has to do with AEW and their presentation and all that kind of stuff. So, um, that might be a good transition into talking about Raw and SmackDown. Where do you want to go first? Was there anything this week from Raw or SmackDown that you absolutely were like, huh, that was interesting, or I really liked that, or I hated that part? Uh, it's weird because it's like kind of a bit of both. You know the Roman Reigns segment when like the thing was falling on him and everything? Yeah. The, uh, the scaffolding. So the idea, and like it felt different and everything, I loved it. 
but man, it was executed so like I don't want to say cringy, but like you know what I mean. Like yeah. he was like hands up for like probably three or four seconds, like waiting for the thing to fall. You already had six camera angles queued up to change. Like there's something about the way it was presented, but I loved it. Like the uh, the idea of it anyway, and I loved what yeah. they were going for because it also is like the classic like, well, who who ran him over in the car? You know, who blew up Mr. McMahon kind of thing. Like, there's there's yeah. so many like things in the past that we've seen with like, well, who done it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I I don't mind the who done it stuff, but that was awful. Like that was so <laughs> that was so bad. It was, and the, so, the so bad. It was bad for me. Oh it, my god, so yeah, bad. In fact, bad. WWE is almost backtracked on it already. Like, did you see <laughs> the the Twitter stuff where they're like, oh well, we've just learned that the forklift that put those boxes and trusses in place was actually missed. It wasn't put in a good place. It just fell. Like that's what they're saying, right? Like that's on social media today. So they must. They're either there's either a plan here that we don't understand, or they're like, "Wow, that was bad. We really botched that up. Good. We need a way to work our way." Like, really? You're trying? Okay, it was a terrible segment. And all due respect to Kayla, that was some awful, awful acting. I know. And all that kind of stuff. So you're just like, "Oh my gosh!" And then they go, "Well, they're not even selling this." Like they had Buddy Murphy walking away from the thing for who knows what reason, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be the guy there. They have Daniel Bryan possibly hinted at that, um, but he's probably not going to be, who knows what they're doing. And now all of a sudden somebody just put the boxes back in a, in a bad place. Cause the forklift driver didn't know what he was doing. Like that's, that's yeah. what you're trying to sell right now. You're two so, weeks away from SummerSlam. You better have something here. I mean, in general, uh, I think the show was, I think both shows are actually really good and definitely edgier at the very least. So even if it's bad, at least they're trying, right? At least it's different. It's different than what we've seen. Um, can I just say, I mentioned the other day to my friend, we kind of like, we weren't super hard on the 24-7 title when it first came out, but we were also like realistic in what it was going to be. We nailed it. Like it is such a, I love it. Every single thing about those segments is so fun to me. Like it's just a really good break from like the actual, like what they, they make seem like serious content. This is obviously a joke, and it's all really good. Yeah, as long as you can wrap your head around what it is. And that's what we said at the very beginning. It's like, okay, don't take this thing seriously. You can't look at this like a title title. It's just for pure entertainment value. There's only going to be so many people who are involved in it. I mean, and now Maria owns owns the thing, and she's pregnant. And the whole idea here is that you're not going to touch a pregnant woman, so I'm going to be the champion forever. Well, you know where that's going. Somebody's going to either – it's going to be Mike turns on her – or somebody is not it's afraid to, to pop a pregnant woman and <laughs> is going to win the title, right? Uh, Drake Maverick's already making flyers looking for her. Like, it's just goofy, and it's okay that it's goofy as long as you are like, I know that it's going to be goofy, right? And the our truth has been, and Drake Maverick have been the stars of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite good. Um, you just got to understand what it is. The uh, the segment, I guess, outside of the Roman Reigns one, which was incredibly stupid to me, um, I guess, I don't know, I'm still trying to work my way past the reunion show. The, Raw was the most Heyman, you know, Heyman-centric, I guess is the word, maybe, Raw that we've seen so far. Apparently, he had the most influence on it, but SmackDown was still very much changed last minute by Vince McMahon, from what I understand. He came in and rewrote it twice. Bischoff still isn't really having any sort of footprint on the show creatively. Heyman's kind of running things in terms of, you know, Raw, 
the club is the new tag team champions that came out of raw they won the raw tag titles against revival and the usos which is just basically pushing the club further and further into prominence on that show ricochet is moving ahead i mean there's some really good things happening on the show i still don't understand why Strowman's fighting jobbers all the time this yeah, is two weeks same, in a row now that he's fought a bunch of nobody's um, the Viking uh, Raiders, too. I don't know why they're doing the jobber thing still. Yeah. I'm not so really... Just considering they started not fighting jobbers, then they came in, now they're wrestling against jobbers. Like, I'm not really sure where they're going with that. But Yeah, I mean, I guess they fought Hawkins and Ryder this past week, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I said, that... jobbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay, I suppose. I love Hawkins and Ryder. Let me, let me make that clear. I love them. Both of them. They're both uh, great, awesome people and wrestlers and... Uh, I mean, they're making a lot of money doing what they're doing, so I guess they're happy. Trish Stratus is coming to SummerSlam. She was on SmackDown this week with Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, I thought it was a pretty brutal segment, but I am excited to see Trish at SummerSlam. I think that they're really going old school, hey? Like, on the SummerSlam card. Like, they threw it together almost last minute, so they're like, well, let's bring some people back we haven't seen in a while. Trish Stratus, Goldberg, you know, stuff like that. Um, What do you think of the fact that she's going to be fighting Charlotte? I mean, dream match, right? And it's hard to say dream match when Trish Stratus is this far removed from her career, but she's still really good in the ring every time we see her. So it might not be Trish Stratus in her prime against Charlotte in her prime, but if you're thinking of two women wrestlers, you've got to think of these two as like your most athletic, like cream of the crop uh, women talent maybe ever, right? Yeah. And uh, Trish Stratus looks great. She's yeah, still she's in such good shape. She, yeah. I mean, this is after having a baby and everything too. Like she still does like all like the, the like yoga and fitness and stuff too. So it's it's not surprising, but you're right. Daniel Bryan keeps pushing back his career altering announcement, um, which if he's the man behind the Roman Reigns attack will be extremely disappointing. Uh, there was that rumor that he might go to 205 Live. We know that's not real. That's not happening. Wait, what Roman Reigns thing? There was an accident. Yeah, no, it was just a forklift driver. Dolph Ziggler um, did it. Dolph Ziggler probably did it. They tried to bury Dolph Ziggler even more, and it actually he, that's what happened. It was meant for Dolph Ziggler. It hit Roman by accident. They're like, no, no, it was an accident. That it definitely wasn't us trying to bury Dolph Ziggler further into uh, into the ground. Goldberg did it. Yeah, exactly. Matt yeah. Riddle did it. Matt, Matt Riddle set it for Goldberg, who then realized it was happening and set it for Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's like, well, I'm not going to use it anyway, so I'm not going to show up. And then Roman Reigns happened to walk by. There we go. We're figuring it out. This is actually really simple. We need to make a T-shirt with Roman Reigns' hand up with the crank, the truss coming yeah. down, and just have a somebody did it different shirt, like 15 different shirts with, you know, Murphy did it, Goldberg did it, Ziggler <laughs> yeah. did it, and just have okay. those, try to sell those things. It's a pretty good idea for one week of merch, though. Like, That's <laughs> you right. you got to make sure you sell it immediately. <laughs> yeah. It was on sale today only. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I didn't find the shows actually all that whatever. They were okay, but there wasn't anything that came out of it. Um, the SummerSlam build, I'm not sure. There's what? we got two weeks away, so one week from this coming Sunday, so not even a week and a half now. Should be okay, but there's nothing. I don't know, man. The Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston match might be the one I'm the most looking forward to. I guess AJ Styles and Ricochet. That'll, that'll be the match I'm the most looking forward to, but this very underwhelming card for me. I mean, Brock versus Seth could be fun. Kevin versus Shane. Yeah, but again, um, Kevin versus Shane's gonna. Yeah, I mean, you're right again. But I mean, what I, I'm curious what they're gonna do with it, uh, especially considering we've seen them both win and both lose now. So I don't know. I don't know. I've lost so much interest in Seth Rollins. It's <laughs> like it just his his character development over the last month has been awful. Well, it's because it's been like it's been such a like almost non-existent like growth, and it's just been him being him. 
But like, the same you think that's you think that's him being him though? I mean, it's so corny. Well, He's no, I mean, a- like, I mean, like the character he is, not like. Not actual Seth Rollins, like the character they have him as. Oh, he's just God. the same yeah. thing. Like, there's no actual character development. It's just like a segment package. with the Miz the other day, where he was like, he was making fun of Brock Lesnar, and he's like, Brock Lesnar, he's doing that thing. And then when he was talking to the Street Profits, and he's trying to act all cool and stuff, it's like you can see that WWE is trying to get him back. Like, I don't know if it's because of the stuff he said on social media, or if it's how he's going to bat for WWE and he's cranking on AEW, whatever is going on, they're trying to make him look cool and it's not working. Like it just absolutely is the opposite of what I think they're trying to do with him. And he looks just really, he looks like an old man that doesn't get the joke. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not good. And so I don't know. I can't see him. I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't see him winning. Um, Kevin versus Shane. If they do it right, could be fun, but I don't really care about Shane McMahon and matches to be honest. Uh, no disrespect to the athlete of what he does and everything, like the high spots, but I don't really understand why he's there, which I guess is what the whole match is about, which is cool. Style versus Ricochet, like you said, uh, that's awesome. Ziggler versus Miz, if it happens, could be a really good match. Ziggler versus Goldberg, I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> uh, well, you won't have to watch it for very long. You're right. You're absolutely right. Goldberg's going to lose in three seconds. Uh, that's what you meant, right? Yes. He's going to win right away. Yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. match. I mean, Trish versus Charlotte, I'm really excited about, to be honest. Like, more excited than I thought I'd be. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, Finn versus Bray Wyatt can go either way. I mean, it's probably going to be Bray. I mean, sorry, it's definitely going to be Bray Wyatt. Oh, I was going to say, that's not going either way. That's going Wyatt's way. But I meant, like, is it going to be a good match or is it going to be, like, a stomp? Like, we don't know what it's going to be. Oh, but I the, see. The result, the result, we know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's all, that one's got to be almost a guarantee. that. If it's not, then it's it? as, as Balor's biggest fan. It has to be a Bray Wyatt win, or they're definitely messing something up. Yeah. Yeah, and if the rumors are true that he's taken off for a while, I mean, you, you don't send Beller out with a victory, and he's going to be gone for a couple months or however long he's going away. Yeah, because um, relevant yeah so. Yeah, I don't know, man. This it, it was a down week for me. Maybe it's because I was on vacation, and I just didn't really see anything remotely, like, super intriguing or – if I because I wasn't paying as close attention to the shows as I normally would, but I just didn't find this week to be terribly entertaining in terms of you know the on-air product um, stuff like that. I was more intrigued by the news that was happening between the AEW announcements for TNT and the possible changes to SummerSlam and you know the Rocks announcement and all that kind of stuff. That was way more intriguing to me than Raw and SmackDown. I hope it gets better. I mean they they've been so good for the last little while. That uh, this week was kind of a letdown for me, but I, I'm confident they'll bounce back. Yeah, like it wasn't bad. It just, I mean, when you had, to be fair, it's better than what it was. Like for you know, before the last couple of weeks or like months that have been really good. I'd say weeks still, but the last couple of weeks that have been really good. It definitely wasn't up to those standards. But I would say it's probably an, an improvement on what we've seen in the past before that, though. So I guess you got to like you know, cut your losses and take the good with the bad. Sometimes they're not going to hit out of the park. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It could have been better. And then again. I feel like, and this has been a, a kind of a constant theme, they really haven't given much time for themselves to build storylines properly or like set matches up properly. It's like they do a lot of filler segments, and then they're like, oh, wait, we actually have to set matches up. And then they well, the matches up for the My day. guess is that has a lot to do with the fact that they tried to clear the decks after Extreme Rules for Heyman and Bischoff. At least that was the speculation. Mm-hmm. So they ended a bunch of feuds really quickly. And then they were leaving it open to go in whatever direction they wanted to go. And then Bischoff isn't really doing SmackDown yet. So Vince has been rewriting the shows like crazy. Heyman's got his hands all over Raw. And I think Raw, for the most part, has been better than SmackDown. 
Um, yeah. But I think undoubtedly, that's probably why it feels that way because it should have been a smooth transition from like, here you go, these are your shows now, do what you're going to do, push your guys. But on SmackDown, they're not ready for Bischoff to come in and do that yet. And on Raw, there's still a little bit of an imprint from McMahon while Heyman tries to move some of these guys in the right direction. And they still have these crossovers with all these guys showing up on both shows, which, by the way, we should probably talk about. I was reading today or yesterday that that's going to stop, hey? Like, they're not going to, there's no wildcard rule or anything like that, but they are going back to splitting up the rosters again, which looks like SmackDown's going to get its own crew and then Raw's going to get its own crew. And that is the exact opposite of what the show's been. These guys, like the same 20 guys have been on both shows like for the last month and a half. Yeah, and also they're getting rid of the, like, uh, at least, it looks like I know where they're getting rid of the no wrestling during the commercial breaks, like they're, you're allowed to wrestle again. So uh, step in the right direction, I think, at least as far as keeping the the product uh, fresh. Yeah, we called that one too. Remember when it first happened, I'm like, how are they going to Yeah, this is like, not going to last. Two out of three falls matches and the... I mean, they're going to have to come up with, you know, so many different ways of creatively cutting to commercial. And they couldn't do that. No, they did. No they just made a bunch of two to three false matches. It was so dumb. And elimination and gauntlets. And stuff. I, then again, there was a gauntlet this week, which is actually pretty good. Um, yeah, the gauntlet matches, man, I don't know. They, I, they're okay every once in a while. The reason I'm not a fan of them is because it, it so heavily favors the last guy. Yes. And it buries four people. The last you know, guy or the first guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess because the first guy typically is, you know, the underdog that makes it all the way through. But, yeah, like, how is that fair? You know, like, Ray, you know Rey Mysterio is probably not winning, even though he did get surprising pins over a couple of different people. But the last guy ends almost always the guy that gets it. And you know that's coming. It's yeah. just a way of stretching it out and getting five guys on the show all at one time. But it's so unfair. It's like being number 30 in the Rumble. Like, it's just yeah. like, of course you're odd to go up, right? And how do they determine who's the five guys? They never talk about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Have you ever noticed that? that? Yeah, they, they never talk about the order or anything. They never tell you how they determine what who comes when. They should do that. You know, I remember when it used to – I don't know if you remember this and how old, how old you are when you watch it. But do you remember in, like, the old WCW days when they used to have, like, a good vote for opponents? Do you ever see uh, that? Well, I mean, that's kind of like what they used to do even with, like, Taboo Tuesday and, like, Cyber Sunday, right? So where they're still, like – and that was a more, like, niche uh, concept. Yeah. But, they used but to WCW used thing. to do it all the time. Every week on – it wasn't even Nitro at that point, I don't think. But they – on WCW programming, you could vote. So they would have the guy, and then they would give you a chance to call, and you could vote for the opponent. And then on – every week, one of those matches was whoever you voted for against that guy. Now, I don't know if it was a legitimate vote or not. Probably not. But they did that. And it didn't take long, but it explained why this guy was fighting this guy. It would be something to do that sometimes. You know what I mean? Not necessarily a phone-in vote because they've done that before. But just like explain why you're doing what you're doing with this gauntlet match. Explain why you have this order or these people are involved in the match. But they never do that. No. I don't understand. You know, they and like, only and, take and, seconds. Yeah, and they fill so much time with nonsense anyway of just like the same rep- uh, repetitive comments. Why not just say, oh, yeah, so like backstage they had like uh, there's like a names drawn and like he got like the lucky uh, you know, look of the draw thing. Like it's so simple. They used to do with the rumble all the time, too. Like that was a big spectacle of, oh, you got your number. Yeah, I got my number. Oh, what's your number? Oh, this is great. Or, oh, this sucks. And like you trade numbers and stuff. And it was really good back then with the rumble stuff. And they stopped that, too. So I'm kind of, yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, now the rumble is more like and we're getting on topic here a little bit. But now the rumble is more like. Okay, well, we're going to have a match to see who wins number 30. And then, oh, you're going to announce number one. It's usually somebody comes back. And 
there's no like half the numbers are withdrawn, and you can tell based on who the character is. Like when Ty Dillinger was there, you knew he was number ten, right? Like there was just it was cool the one time, but every single time, come on. Yeah, there was always a reason that so so now it's not a huge surprise anymore. But yeah, it would take all of thirty seconds to explain why these guys are in the match and and who what order you got picked, and so that you you knew it wasn't about being unfair or booking. It was just like that's the way it was drawn, right? So. Sorry. And they do it sometimes. They're like, oh, like during the commercial break, like the the McMahons or like the general manager, or whoever's in charge at the time, made this match. Like they made it official. Or even, I challenge you to this match. I accept later on. Well, we just learned that the this match is actually made official because the wrestlers can't just decide the matches. But don't worry, it actually is official. So they still do that to this day, where they make those things like known, right? They comment on those kind of things. Why don't they do that for almost everything else? I don't know. Yeah, they should be doing it. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, it was an interesting week. There wasn't a whole lot to go through, although we did figure out a way to get a good you know, 40 minutes out of Raw and SmackDown and SummerSlam. Well, next week we'll have to do a, a prediction show for SummerSlam for the card, obviously. Yeah, you those know, are usually our, pretty fun. Yeah, picking our matches, picking our winners. Um, I don't know, man. What else you want to go through? Anything else? I don't really think there's anything else that's important. or like I don't know if anything else happened, to be honest. You, you mentioned the revival briefly, if you want to like end on that, but... I don't know that. I mean, I guess we kind of have to. Well, here's, that, here's, here's my take on the revival stuff. I'm so tired of hearing about this crap. Like, the the hinting or the teasing by WWE stars that they're leaving, give it up already. Yeah, like, I don't care. Oh, it's so old. It's so stupid. And the revival, as much as I like them as a team, are about the worst at it. You know what I mean? Like, every time something, like, maybe they're just trolling fans or whatever they're doing. Probably and maybe not, they don't yeah. even mean to be teasing anything and fans just run away with it. But like the latest one is that they're going to see Arn Anderson right away. Well, everybody knows Arn Anderson was fired. Everybody knows that he's going to StarCast or was at StarCast. And everybody knows he's probably going to end up in AEW. So how can we not put those pieces together and go, well, that they're probably talking about AEW. And they haven't signed their contract extensions yet, even though they got to push as the title holders and they got to rub with Shane McMahon and all that kind of stuff. But the second that they lose their titles, they're going on social media going, well, see you soon, Double A. Like... I don't know if they mean anything by it or they just are having a fun giggle with people reading it going, oh, my God, they're going to eat. Like, it's just so old and so annoying. It's the biggest drawback of social media for me is that these guys are now using it as a platform to just not just air their grievances, but to be like, hey, let's see what we can get the fans to say about this one. Right. Like, are they actually going anywhere? Are they planning on leaving? Are they not planning? on Like, who cares anymore? Yeah, I really don't. You mentioned the revival before, and my first thought was, I really couldn't care less anymore. I like, almost I, like, you know what? Screw you guys. If that's what you're going to do every time something doesn't go on, are you going to troll it? Then freaking go. You know what I mean? Like, I like them. I hope they don't go. I think they'd be a fantastic team. I kind of hope they do go. Time, but then go. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to be there, just freaking take off. Right? I hope they do go because I, I'd rather see them in AEW because there is such an emphasis on tag team wrestling in AEW. And, I mean, ideally, we're not going to hear them complain. So it's really like a double-edged sword, but, like, in the best way. Just yeah. uh, only positives here. I really like them, too. You know what I mean? Me, like, too. I like them a lot. I, I loved the Brain Busters, you know, when Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson were a tag yeah. team back in the real heyday for me. Like, the Heart Foundation, British Bulldogs, or Rockers, or Brain Busters, Legion of Doom. You know, all that kind of – that was such a good time for tag team wrestling that they were a team that just stood out even among the best of the tag teams at that time because they were so technical and, and they cheated all the time. They kept guys in the corner. They were exactly what the Revival is now. 
And I really would love to see the revival get a push and and earn their spot and all kinds of stuff. But it just just gets so old. It's getting so tight. It's the same reason I'm so over Sasha Banks, right? Yeah, I like feel that. everything is about just drop this little hint or make this little comment here or whatever. Like I don't even care anymore what she's doing. I'm so over it. I used to be like, oh, she's coming back or she's going there. Or she's what? Who gives a crap anymore? You know what I mean? It's so old and so so overplayed. That you're just like, oh my gosh. It's like the same thing with Rick Rusev and stuff. Like, I don't think he's getting a fair shake at all. I think they should be using him more, and he was so popular and to lose some of the steam that he got. But I'm about sick of hearing him on social media, too. Yeah, I don't really know what they're going for. Even like, and it's really not their fault for being frustrated sometimes, but I just, I understand what you're saying from as a fan perspective, and it gets old. But like, even like Shinsuke, like he finally got his push again, and then he loses to Ali. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm not there yet. Where I think they're they're taking the rub away from Shinsuke Nakamura. I still think eventually he either overcomes or you know that feud just doesn't last. Uh, that might just be a match, just SummerSlam on the pre-show or something like that that they're putting together. But yeah, I get the sense. Although now that Bischoff's not actually running SmackDown yet, maybe Nakamura is just a transition title holder for something, and they want to put that on Ali. I don't know. I'm not sold on Ali, but. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Although Nakamura has not been a whiner in any way whatsoever. The guy, it sounds like he's planning on maybe leaving if the contract ends and going back to Japan or going somewhere else. But the guy never complains about it. He just does his job. Yeah. Right? Everybody else seems to want to bitch and whine about it though. Like Sasha Banks has a contract, she just bails and then she whines on social media about it. Revival is still under contract. All they do is whine about it. You know. These guys are so uh, Rusev and Lana. Oh my gosh! Like, oh my god! I'm sorry that you didn't get the deal that you wanted to get, and you're not getting the push you want to get. But seriously, we, we're not even fans anymore because you whine so much. Like, it's just, it's really quite annoying, right? I'd much rather watch a guy like Matt Riddle, who doesn't give two craps about it, goes on social media, says whatever he wants. He's not whining. He's just like, I'm going to call out Lesnar. I'm going to call out Goldberg. You guys are both crappy. I'm way better than you. Like, that's more entertaining to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it's again, it's because we've seen it so many times now by so many different people, and it just it gets it gets old real fast. Yeah, I mean that said too, starting this whole thing, I was a little disappointed that they took the tag titles off of the revival so early. They haven't had them all that long, and the yeah. club. It, I get why they did it because they're pushing the club, but the club, the tag team, they didn't need that yet. So. No, they definitely didn't need it yet. I don't no, think not, any titles right now, but they have three titles. Styles is the U.S. champion, okay. Um, and Ricochet will probably get that back at some point. But to have three title holders, in a fact, it doesn't really, you don't need it. It was no. probably pointless. Yeah, anyway, okay, that's probably a good place to end it now that I'm all angry. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> I, it's like you and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> just we, we got a new theme now. We got to be angry about at least one thing every podcast. Anger is what gets people like, people like negativity. That's what gets them coming back. So. And you know, if anybody listens, it's going to be like, you guys are stupid. Yes, right? like, what 100%. Are you talking about? I hope they listen to this exact point so they can realize that we're aware. <laughs> yeah. And we're not we're not ignorant to the fact that we're just stupid. Like, <laughs> Yeah, people people definitely disagree with some of the stuff that I say on the videos and on the podcast and whatever, but that's okay. I don't, uh, I'm sure there are some people on my side and then there are other people like, yeah, they should, they're getting the shaft. They need to be treated better. They should go to AEW. Well, then go. Like, Whatever. Like it's it's more entertaining when people show up on it on each other's brands anyway. So 
it'll be uh, flip-flopping back and forth, even though AEW says they don't really want to. You know what? The one thing I want to do talk about before we say goodbye to everybody. Did you read the stuff? on? You wrote an article about Rhino not too long ago. I didn't get a chance to really look at it, but I saw one today from an interview that he did with, I think, Sporting News or something. In your article, did you talk about like what he offered to do in WWE before he decided to leave? Uh, well, or did you just talk about the money? Well, they they said like they wanted him to kind of like do like no dates, pretty much like no wrestling, and just be there. Like he said that he was there to kind of help people because they're the best of the best, obviously, and like help them like learn the actual like intricacies of like a promo or like a match and like the actual technical part of it to really elevate their game. And he's like, I mean, that's great, and I can still do that, but I also want to be a wrestler. So that's why he turned down like a big contract, like double the money almost uh, to go yeah. back to the Indies. Yeah, so that was definitely out there, and I think he said as much with the Chris Van Vliet interview and all that kind of stuff. But there was a, an update to that on an article I read yesterday where he actually said, he's like, I made an interesting offer to WWE before I finally decided to go. I guess the offer was that he was totally okay never being on TV again. All okay. he wanted to do was travel. He's like, just put me on the road. Let me wrestle live events. I can win. I can lose. I can help these guys, whatever. Never put me on TV again if you don't want to. He's like, I don't care. He's like, it doesn't bother me one bit if I'm never on TV again. But just keep me around. Keep me moving, active, on the road, helping these guys. Let me find new talent with you. Do what I can do and what I can offer. But just don't leave me at home. And Yeah, said, well, I mean, that, that's exactly what you, you expect that you want, right? Like, right, even but on the, the indies, he's not going to be on TV. Like, I know, oh, but the fact that he was like, is, but... all these other WWE guys, they're all moaning and complaining they're not getting enough TV time. Well, here's a guy that doesn't want any of it. He just like, wants to be on your live shows. He just wants to wrestle. He just wants to travel, which most people complain about how much people travel in WWE. He just wants to do that, stay on the road, help them out. He wanted to be like a producer, but also wrestle these guys and teach them. And they said no. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Why? I don't understand half the decisions they make, but, like, the Rhino situation is totally weird to me. It's also weird because he said the end date of his contract, and then he showed up early on TNA with a mask, so I guess that, like, kind of yeah. made up for it. But he, he hinted in that interview that they had a deal arranged. That's what that, I thought, yeah. That WWE worked it out with Impact, and that everyone's like, well, these two companies will do that for each other. Yeah, I, I wrote that, but I was like, it seemed weird to me that he said this date, and then he showed up anyway, but... Well, uh, he sort I of played with it. Been, yeah. Yeah, he sort of played with it as in maybe that was me, maybe that wasn't me. But I mean, he the whole time he's like, yeah, that was me. But he's like, <laughs> I, he's like, I was under contract, and he admitted I was under contract. But he's like, maybe we worked it out, maybe we didn't. You got it. And then he said, well, you just got to do good business. So I think what he meant by that was that at some point he wasn't going to burn a bridge by showing up when he shouldn't have showed up. So there was an arrangement made between the two companies to just to bring him there, and maybe that's why he had the mask on. I don't know, but it sounds like. Um, that was arranged, just like when Rob Van Dam showed up at the reunion, right? Yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much what I wrote uh, in the piece. Maybe the whole thing was like a trade, right? Like, hey, we've got this reunion show. We also have a wrestler who isn't going to be working for us anymore as of this date. Do you want a little early and we can get like Rob Van Dam on our show to like just talk? Like, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, you never know how that stuff works, right? Like, maybe that is something to it. Oh well, yeah, no, that was uh, those relationships are interesting to watch because they're. And it's good, right? It's it's good for business to have that sort of stuff. And it, it would serve WWE well to have those types of partnerships with companies like Impact or Ring of Honor or other no, places AEW. with AEW in this, on the side, right? With going, okay, well, here's Can our you competitor. imagine if these two companies work together and have like a working relationship and they both have primetime network spots? 
That's insane. Can you imagine like if, the money that can be made here if they have like just like a working agreement? Who are you talking about? AEW and WWE? Yeah. Oh, uh, what are you, Vince Russo? Well, no, I'm saying if they decide if they can work it out. I'm not saying they do, but I'm saying can you oh, imagine okay. if they if they figured it out where it's like, yeah, like this guy can show up here sometimes. I hope or, that like, never first happens. The the issue with that is the war is so enticing. Yeah. Um, but it would be cool if like at the end of the day, it's like like kind of like New Japan and Impact Wrestling or New Japan and Ring of Honor. Or maybe eventually New Japan and AEW. New Japan is doing it right, let me tell you. <laughs> but <laughs> outside of that, I don't think WWE will ever partner with anybody else. And if there are pros, yeah, if there are pros and cons. Like I mean, we just said, like it'd be cool because like seeing AJ Styles go over there, or like Adam Cole go over there, or Kenny Omega go to WWE for a little bit, it'd be cool. But the war is just why this is so entertaining. Yeah, they're they're not even on TV, and the competitive fire already between these two companies is way more entertaining than some of the actual matches and pay-per-views and, and stuff like that. Like, that's what makes it fun. The only thing that I could maybe get behind is if, like, WWE were to buy Impact or Ring of Honor and then just keep them separate, right? Like, don't even tell anybody that you bought them, right? Maybe and just they already go, own them. Yeah, and just <laughs> go, here's, but... like, Evolve. Like, for the longest time, I, I didn't know that that was what that was. And yeah. I've known for a while now, but, like, I didn't realize that that was a WWE company essentially, right? So it would be neat to have Ring of Honor or another company owned by WWE, but they're just completely separate and say, here, we'll just fund you. You do what you kind of like what they did with ECW at the end of the time there. Yeah. The problem was they started filtering these guys onto the shows and then it, it got away from them. But if you just keep them separate and then every once in a while a guy shows up at Impact or whatever, and that'd be cool. But other than that, two big companies like a WCW, WWE, AEW, I hope they never merge because the the competitive we haven't had this in 20 years right so i'd much rather the the fight between the two companies it just makes for better programming it makes for better television everybody has to step up their game right when you own everything when you own everything yeah Yeah. i mean look at wwe right yeah they definitely got complacent but that's actually a really good place to like i mean that was better than like ending on the revival or something so yeah uh, we, we we brought it back around yeah, all right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll cut her off there. We'll do our prediction show for SummerSlam next week. Uh, let's remind everybody where they can find us if you want to hear us on Anchor.fm, on thesports.com, wrestlingwriteups.com, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, rattle off a couple of the other platforms, would you? Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Breaker. Uh, blanking on other ones, but they're, they're all there. <laughs> cool, man. All right. Well, I look forward to that one. We'll talk to you next week. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully Ron and SmackDown are a little bit better this week. Yeah. All right. Until next week, buddy, this has been another edition of the Smart Marks Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Later. The Revival. The Revival.